You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Welcome to Healthy AF. Corey here, continuing our series on what are you training for, where we are discussing the different qualities that you can train for in the weight room. And just to recap those, we so far have talked about hypertrophy. Dave hit on that the other week. And he actually hit a little bit on muscular endurance, which we probably aren't going to do a deep dive on. But just to categorize those two things, hypertrophy and muscular endurance, those, as Dave mentioned, have a lot to do with um, volume, so higher rep ranges, and also uh, mechanical tension and manipulating that tension, whereas strength and power have a lot more to do with the nervous system. And two weeks ago, I talked about strength, and today I want to do a deeper dive into power. So to really understand power, I think you need to understand how all four of these kind of play together. If you think about these four things almost in like a pyramid of athletic demands, like what's the base and then how does it move up incrementally? You want to think about like hypertrophy and muscular endurance at the bottom of the base because you have to build a certain level of cardiovascular endurance, a certain level of um, capacity training, a certain level of size in order to be able to get to building strength, right? So like the example I use that's very helpful for people is let's say I have a clone of myself and uh, person A is 200 pounds and person B is 250 pounds and all other things are equal. Which person is gonna be stronger? Obviously the one who's 250 pounds because he has more muscle mass, right? There's a larger frame which is going to ultimately help drive strength. So if we're looking at this in terms of like a pyramid, like what qualities really need to be developed in order for subsequent qualities to then be developed. Hypertrophy, muscle building, and endurance really needs to be at the base. That's not to say it's uh, more important or better. It's just to say that it is really a prerequisite for building strength. And likewise, developing power is really the last part or the pinnacle of the pyramid, if you can visualize that. It, and because that is because power is really force times velocity. That's the equation. So when we look at force, force is really just your max effort strength. So power is taking your strength but applying a speed component to it. And power is really one of those things that is probably the most sought after attribute in, I won't say all sports, but I'll say a majority. So like if you think about tennis or volleyball or baseball or football, basketball, soccer, what are all these athletes really looking for? Like what sets apart the great athletes? It's their ability to exert a high level of force quickly. So you think about a serve or you think about kicking the ball, right? I've got to generate as much force in my leg as fast as possible to get the strongest kick as possible. 
That is really what power is built on. And when we're looking at prescribing sets and reps for power, if that's your goal, then we're, we really want to look in terms of higher set range, lower reps. Why is that? Well, it's similar to strength. It comes back to the fact that power really taxes your nervous system a lot. So you need a lot of time in between sets to let yourself fully recover so that you can execute really clean, efficient, powerful, fast reps when you're doing them. So for example, maybe you're doing squats. Um, in power training, you probably wouldn't go as heavy as you would if your goal was strength, but um, you would still use a significant load. Why? I come back to the formula. Power is force times velocity. If I'm so high on the force level that I can't get any velocity, the exercise has become strength. But if I'm so low on the force level um, that it's all just velocity, I'm not kind of hitting that sweet spot where I need um, to be able to develop qualities that generate force. So power typically um, ranges around somewhere between three, four, upwards of 10 sets. And the rep range is usually one to five. After we get beyond five, and again, you know, like I've mentioned multiple times in this series, these are general. So take them, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But typically when we go over five, we um, start to see our form breakdown. We're starting to incur more mechanical tension, volume, capacity. It becomes more of a hypertrophy exercise. It becomes more muscular endurance. I think one of the best examples we've seen with this in the industry of fitness is what CrossFit did with the Olympic lifts. So Olympic lifts... Um, one of those lifts is like the power clean, where you, you take the weight, you sling it up, and then you catch it across your shoulders. Or like a snatch, where you take the weight from the ground and you snatch it overhead. And traditionally, Olympic lifting is a power sport. You're using a heavy load, but you've got to move it fast. Like you got to move a weight fast if you're going to get um, 300 pounds over your head. You can't do it slow. So... <clears throat> What CrossFit did when they broke onto the scene is they started using these Olympic lifts and they were doing hang cleans and snatches for 15, 20, 25, 30 reps. And people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa you can't use you can't use power cleans for 30 reps. That's horrible. Like your form's gonna break down, you're gonna get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is, to pull you all the way back to uh, you know, a, a podcast I had before, there's no bad way to do an exercise. There's no um, wrong way to do your set and rep scheme. It really comes down to, is your body prepared for it? And is it in alignment with your goal? So it's not wrong to do 30 power cleans. You just have to understand at that point, you're not really training for power as your primary goal. You're training for endurance as your primary goal. And so that's so important to, to realize because then we don't necessarily have to box certain exercises into, well, this is a power exercise and this isn't. Like another great example would be box jumps. We typically don't use box jumps when we train our athletes as a muscular endurance tool, although you can. We typically limit our box jumps to three, four, five reps. Why? 
because what we're trying to develop is moving force. So in this case, your body weight, you're trying to overcome gravity with your body weight and you're trying to move fast. A jump is an explosive fast movement, like you're jumping up to a box. We're trying to develop this quality of power to translate to, the, to a sport. Now, let's say I did want to use box jumps to build muscular endurance. Let's say maybe I have a volleyball player who needs to be able to jump when they're fatigued. Well, maybe I throw in um, a certain type of plyometric routine for the last 10 minutes of their workout, and I understand that that's okay because my goal has shifted to muscular endurance. I'm not really trying to develop power. Because again, as soon as we get into the higher rep range, we've now crossed over to a different goal. And you know, in summary, to, to kind of wrap up that concept, that is because power along with strength has much more to do with what's going on at your nervous system. Your nervous system needs to be fresh and it needs to uh, it needs adequate rest to be able to help produce the highest amount of force and velocity possible. So to kind of recap sets and reps, um, somewhere between three to 10 sets, reps are gonna be mostly one to five. Um, probably your sweet spot is that two to three, four rep range, depending on your goal your workout load, and this is really important, your workout load is probably somewhere between 30 and 70% of your one rep max. So if we go back to strength, right, a lot of our percentages were higher. They were like 75, 80%. But the research shows that the greatest power developments happen when the load is between 30 and 70%. Why? Because you're hitting that sweet spot. Below 30%, you don't have enough force to generate, uh, you don't have enough resistance to get the force curve high enough. And then if you go beyond 70%, again, general rule of thumb, now you're not getting enough velocity. So between 30 and 70% is really where you're going to hit that sweet spot for power. And I would encourage you, I think it goes without saying, if you're an athlete that needs to... Um, exert explosive movements, obviously you need to have power training uh, frequently, uh, I would say most days of the week. But even if you're not, let's say you're just, um, let's just say you're a weekend warrior, you're just an active adult who wants to be healthy. Power training is so helpful because what it does is it helps continue to keep the stretch shortening cycle in your muscle. Um, Let's just say, this isn't very scientific, but it helps keep it youthful. And what I mean by that is you're kind of keep the spring in your step. And another example I like to share is like, if you see an old person, older person, let's say um, 80 years or older, um, sorry, at some point we get old, you know, I know no 80 year old wants to be called old, but you know, that, that's getting up there. You're probably in your last 20% uh, of your life. I know we've all seen it before, but it's uh, it's sort of like this old person shuffle where an older person is moving along. They're not really lifting their feet. They're sort of shuffling along. And that has a big part of that has to do with the fact that they've lost a lot of the elastic properties in their muscle tissue or the stretch shortening cycle. And power exercises like jumps, skips, power cleans, squat jumps, lunge jumps, um, medicine ball throws, slams, um, even just doing a, a, a bench press or a, a 
pull where you're doing it fast and explosive. That actually really helps to maintain a lot of the elasticity in your muscle. And that's huge because that's going to help with things like posture, keeping you active, helping you move, helping you get up and down. All those things are huge indicators um, for longevity and they're going to help keep you orthopedically healthy. So I encourage people at all ages, incorporate power training into your routine because it's not only going to help with performance, but it's going to help reduce injury. And long term, it's going to keep you moving better. So until next time, guys, stay healthy AF. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.